This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you over 20 years experience. And I also have with me back from the islands and down in Florida, some of the most beautiful beaches in the world and country, I would say, from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. How you doing? Great. Great. Oh, right, 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 right. Not great to be back, but... Uh, yeah, who wants to I, come back? Yeah. I was like, me coming back from Hawaii, I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, the Florida Keys are just a different yep. different way of life. My, my sister lives there in the winters, and her husband's 90 years old. Blair is 90 years old. 90. Still an active realtor in Maine. And, nice. Um, he, he's in amazing shape, and he said to me one time, he said, the thing about living in the Keys... It either extends your life or it shortens it, <laughs> and you get to choose which one. <laughs> I love that. So, well, I so, think saltwater extends so, it, in my opinion. So if you're down there for five days, you're you're on the road to shortening your life. But uh, <laughs> any more than that, you're you're looking at extending. But it, it's so true. It's just a different, so laid back. All righty. All right, let's get into the wonderful, wild world of real estate and mortgages, Terry, and our whole world. Let's get into the numbers real quick. 304 homes for sale currently on the market, and uh, that's we've been bouncing. We're at 290 to 310. That's been the range in the last two to three weeks now, so it seems like we're holding steady there. With 52 coming soon on the uh, in the market, and one of mine has just gone live now. And another one, and then as far as uh, resales, 163 with an average time of 49 days on the market. So the one, uh, Terry, I want to make notation of, this is the average across the board. And so therefore, obviously... For, for Frederick County. Yeah, for Frederick County. And so what happens is a lot of homes that are basically $400,000 and under, um, the demand is still relatively high in that affordability area. And so we're starting to see a lot of people you know, pretty much within 10 days, get an offer. But once you get the home I just listed is almost 800 or $800,000. $800, that price range is definitely more relevant in the 60 to 75 day range. And so 49 is across the board as far as taking everything into account, even homes under a million dollars. And probably one of the cheapest things you can buy now is $200,000 in the whole county. Uh, medium price is 560 right now. New construction, 141. And pending under contract homes right now is 442. Remaining very nice and steady. New homes is 190 under contract. 252 resales with an average time of 17 days on the market. Um, it's my thought, Terry, that we're going to see that number start to climb in the next month by by a pretty good amount. I'm going to predict maybe 25. That will go up to. Um, sold in the last 30 days, 293. So we're still seeing about 9 to 10 homes per day in Frederick County selling with an average time right now of 17 days in the market. And that number is pretty steady overall um, in, uh, for the most part that we've paid attention to with that. Single family homes on the, on the, on the solds has been an average of 560000 And so that's um, been holding fairly steady as well overall. Um, and then the list of price solds is 100%. So we've come down so a hair from that. 
I think that's going to, I think with the interest rates going up and other factors moving forward, probably in the next three months, I'm going to give it. Why don't we get into January and February of next year? I think that number will start to come down to about 98 or 97 at that point. And the only thing I think that will keep that from happening is what I would call a very wise, smart seller who starts to be probably priced in most regard a little bit more aggressively than their neighbor sold for just three to six months ago. And then that will start to keep that number pretty high overall. And if that doesn't happen, then obviously there's going to be a bigger bridge and gap between how much a seller is going to come down in price to be able to actually get their home sold. And that number could widen if the um, if sellers do not react to the news in the market and the buyer sediment and changes uh, that's happening right now in real time. So those are my thoughts on that. What are your thoughts? Well, as Yogi Berra used to say, this is deja vu all over again. And huh. and what I mean by that is exactly, you know, I, I, exactly what's the feel that we had last year at this time. Rates were going up, okay? Rates were going up in the fall. They'd never really go up in the fall. I can't explain it. Other, well, I'll try to explain it, but but it's a head-scratcher, okay? Last fall, rates were going up during the fall, and they they peaked out in November. Yeah. What did that happen, or what happened because of that is exactly what we're starting to see now, and that is that the, that the sellers have to look at paying closing costs, look at doing a buy-down. That's not happening right now, but I believe that that's going to happen moving forward. And it happened last November. We got through it. But but last November and December were very good times to buy a house because you had very little competition. And I see that same exact trend coming for this November and December. We're, we're, we're knocking on October's door, and basically what we're taking a look at is things have slowed down and, and – you see a little bit of in the numbers, but what we're actually doing is we're feeling it, you know, and it's not just me and you. It's talking to people that are competitors, people that are other realtors, people, you know, it is uh, slowed down a lot. And it, it was just this way last year. A lot of people don't remember that, but it was. Yeah. So take our minds back a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. so. And we probably had the same conversations on this yeah, go program. back, go back a year ago, and we'll see what that looked like. So, all right, well, the big elephant in the room. Um, my eyes, Terry, to be very honest with you, I'm dumbfounded. My eyes about came out this morning when I woke up, and I love the Mortgage News Daily app and other things I, you know, getting alerts from. And then to see rates, I don't know, went to 7.65, and I was like, wait a minute, I was sitting with a seller yesterday showing them like seven and a half. And then having that um, conversation about, you know, what dynamics are going to really start to take place if rates actually start to continue to go up like we've seen. And if they hit 8%, what does that look like and mean for you as a seller across the board? And so, um, yeah, uh, mortgage people, you want to do is explain what happened? Because a lot of us as realtors and other public may not know in real time as fast as you may um, what changed? What happened? What really is kind of going on right now? So, so a lot of it stems from from not from last week's meeting with the Fed. Okay, and and Chairman Powell 
came out and he basically said, we're not raising rates, which everybody was expecting him to say that. Yeah. What he didn't say, or what he what he didn't say, um, or let's go back to what he did say. What he did say was, but we're going to leave the door open for future rate hikes uh, before the end of the year. Okay. Well, the, well, the end of the year is coming up pretty quickly yeah. okay yeah so they're going to meet again in six weeks they meet every six weeks so they're going to meet again in november and we may see a, a rate hike then depending on what what happens so a lot of it is fear breeds fear and i've talked about that on the show many times enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm fear breeds fear and i think that that's what we're starting to see with the investors with the people that um are putting pressure on the rates to go up or stay up is because they're afraid that the Federal Reserve is going to keep raising rates. And is there cause to do that? Absolutely. If you're on the Federal Reserve, there is cause to do that because because they look at one thing. They look at inflation, okay? They, they look at what inflation's doing. They don't always – I don't believe – well – you know, if one of them calls me after the show, I'll, I'll know that they listen. <laughs> but what I think that they do, and they always say it, is that, is that we are going to determine raising rates by what the data provides us. Okay? And the data that's providing to them is the consumer price index, the payrolls. You know, what is the job status? What is this? What is that? Next week, we're going to have the unemployment come out. Okay. That's going to be a big number that we're going to see. A lot of, a lot of people are going to be focusing on that number, but they look at the jobs. They look at the inflation numbers that is comprised of different uh, factors, <clears throat> but the CPI and the PPI that we talk about a lot on the show, but what nobody really talks about is the cost of gas and, and the mm. cost of oil. And right now we're at $95 a barrel. If that continues to go up, I saw something uh, yesterday that said, you know, um, oil could be as high as $150 a barrel, you know, in the next 12 months. If Holy that happens, hell. we're going to be in some deep, deep, deep trouble. Yeah, I'll say. Because, I think everybody agrees with that. Because what happens is the cost of oil or the cost of fuel <clears throat> raises prices automatically because yep. you're it's production it's transportation it's getting it to the shelves whatever it may be so if you see the cost of oil going up you can almost bet that inflation is still going to be up so the focus should be on let's figure out how to get the oil prices down i've talked about that on other shows but that in my opinion causes more of what's going on with the inflation. Now, until the f inflation gets under control, our rates are going to be high. So what does that mean, in my opinion, to, to America, to everybody, is one of the reasons that I feel, and this is Terry Kernan's opinion, mm -hmm. one of the reasons that I feel that the inflation numbers are still high is because, or the number one reason is because of the fuel. Right. Yeah. Because it's yeah. still costing more money. But the idea with raising rates is basically we're going to raise rates so people cannot afford to buy something at a higher price. So the demand's going to come down, which means the price is going to come down. 
Okay? Yeah, right. What they did not figure and what they are not taking into account, which I believe that they have to, is the credit card debt. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay. And I know a lot of people out there, terrorists, may be saying, how in the heck is oil prices and credit card debt and all these things, how does that relate to mortgages and, and real estate and everything like that? We're going to tie some of this in, but go ahead. This is a big one. Yeah, credit okay. card debt. All-time so, high. Is that right? So it's at an all-time high. <laughs> okay. I talked about this um, back in July. And it was basically crossing over the trillion-dollar mark, okay? Think about that. Our country had has over a trillion dollars in credit card debt. To me, that signals one thing. <clears throat> I don't care what the cost is of something. If I want it, I'm still going to buy it. I'm yep. just going to throw it on my credit card. <clears throat> Somebody could say, well, that's absurd. Let's talk about the absurdness. The first quarter of this year, the first quarter of this year, we were steady and level on credit card debt. Okay. The second quarter of this year, we put $45 billion onto our credit cards in the second quarter of this year. Okay. okay. That's a huge number. Let's talk about a little bit about the credit card debt. And I'm going to show you a pattern here. In 2019, our country had $927 billion of credit card debt. 2019, okay? By the fourth quarter of 2021, that number dropped to $770 billion. So we lost a tremendous amount of credit card debt in that period. What happened in that period? COVID. Nobody could go out and spend money on restaurants and movies and all the fun fun. Correct. But interest rates dropped. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we had a tremendous amount of cash out refinances to pay off the debt. That's right. Okay. okay. You were Tremendous that, yeah. amount of refinances to pay off credit card debt. Last time that that happened, when do you think the last time that that happened where we had a huge amount of debt and basically we hit a low? Does 2008 ring a bell? I was going to say probably 2008. Yeah. In 2008, we had $866 billion wow. on credit cards. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's that's a lot of money. Yeah. By 2013, that number dropped down to 660. Wow. Okay, do you see where I'm going yeah. here? Yeah. Is those areas or those periods where it dropped was not so much that people stopped spending and paid it off with their savings because they weren't spending. They were refinancing. They, they were using the equity of yes. their home values yes, that yes, we've yes, had the yes. luxury of going up like crazy to refinance and use your home again as an ATM machine to be able to lower that debt load. Yes. So... What I am seeing on a daily basis is people calling about HELOCs, home equity lines of credit, mm -hmm. okay? Very sad situation. I was talking to a, a competitor. Uh, I was talking to a competitor. We got together. And when I say competitor, somebody from yeah. another company that's a buddy of mine. Yeah, okay? you know, yeah, we're all friends. We're all friends. We're all trying we're to all help friends. everybody yeah. out there. So I was talking to a guy, a buddy, and he said, you know, I, I got a... I got a uh, alert that one of my previous customers was selling their house. So I called him and I said, hey, c c I you know, saw that you put your house on the market. Yeah. I'd love to help you buy the new house. Oh, we're not buying a new house. Really? Why not? Uh, 
because we're selling our house to take all that equity to pay off all of our debt. Wow. Okay. okay. Yep. So they can't buy a new house because it's seven and a half percent, right? They had a three percent loan. It's now going to be seven and a half. So they're like, we're just going to pay off all of our debt. We're going to rent and we're just going to see where this thing goes. So the credit card debt is real. It's a problem. It's going to get worse. But but that's one of the reasons, and it might be a small reason, but it's one of the reasons I believe that credit card debt is going up so fast because people are putting, they're still buying things at a record pace because they can put it on credit. And they're hoping that in a year, 18 months, yep. that they're going to be able to bail themselves out again. Yep. And that cycle is going to start all over. So the cycle we had from 2008 to 2013, where rates came down because of the crash and they remained low for a very long time, people got everything back in line. You saw that, you know, the credit card debt reduced tremendously. It's not because people stopped spending, Darren. It's because people refinanced their house. So we're going to go through another massive refi boom that's going to take this credit card debt down. But the sad thing is, is we don't know when that's going to happen because the rates keep going up. Right, exactly. And that's the key. So we're going to catch 22 and maybe I didn't explain that correctly, that good. but you get an idea of what's going on here. Yeah, the the big thing, Terry, also we talked about a little bit preparing was the affordability thing. We're still, oh, we, we're, I'm dealing with buyers that are, they've hit the edge. I mean, a lot of people, it's just kind of like they're priced out at this point for the most part as far as affordability more than ever with even just rates, Terry, going up 1%, even of us, you know, going from like six and three quarters or six and a half to now seven and a half and now 7.65. Let's talk about that average person. We've done a lot to help our audience out there that they love that this is ever. We've had compliments. People love this uh, trend that we've kept on because it makes sense and it keeps tying everything together really nicely. Is that person that's just trying to get like a $300,000 mortgage. Okay. So a year ago, or even let's just say four months ago, I think mm -hmm. we had an example we were talking and uh, interest rates at the being, beginning of the summer, beginning so of summer interest ago. rates being about a point or less. And being at where it is today, what? how has that in real time in layman's term affected uh, that buyer that didn't buy back in the beginning of the summer? And they were afforded up to $300,000. Where does that look like for their payment or how much can they afford today? So let's take a look at an, an, an actual real life situation that you and I experienced. And that is we, we have a borrower that uh, did not um, did not find when they were looking rates were at 6.75 percent now they're at 7.625 three hundred thousand dollars right right and and there's not a lot available under three hundred thousand no there's not so you pretty much have to start at three hundred thousand and and hope that something comes on the market so uh let's talk about this one three hundred thousand dollars putting three percent down that's two hundred ninety one thousand dollar mortgage mm -hmm. today's market Today's pricing, yeah, that's two thousand and sixty dollars just for the principal and interest. Yep, forget taxes. Yeah, we've gone over two thousand now. Okay, so it's two thousand and sixty dollars just for that at a two hundred ninety-one thousand dollar loan. When we were looking three months ago, four months ago, rates were at six point seven five percent. Now the program that we're doing is is the Maryland Mortgage Program, but rates are pretty much the same either way. 
6.75% was $1,887. So basically that's about $180 more per month, which knocked our borrower out of not only in the comfort level, but out of the qualifying level yeah. by adding $180. $180 more a month on the payment, same thing. More. Yeah. Three months later, you got $180 wow. more a month. Wow. So that's kind of what we're taking a look at. So the question is, her question was, so what can I afford now? Where's my comfort level yeah. now? Well, that $300,000, that $291,000 loan now becomes a a loan that basically is 265,000. So 265 now. So now we're looking at a 265 price range. Yep. Which it's worse. Way, Much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it a lot tougher because now it's it's there's that pricing out of that um it's just not even existing at this point. There's a fine there's a fine line even with low inventory where that 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 very thing is not even existing. I mean, like I said, Terry, I just, I mean, I don't get a lot of these, and I love it. Um, two days ago, just put a house, three days ago now, just put a home on the market, um, Bartonsville Road, right here in Frederick. No city taxes, Oakdale Schools, okay? It's small home, two-bedroom, one-bath, which nine out of ten people aren't really searching heavily for a two-bedroom home. Um, Single-family home, nice, cute little yard, great area, the whole nine yards. Two-bedroom, one-bath, 800 square feet, um, two forty-nine-nine price. Terry, how many how many showings do you think I've received in the last three days? Lots. <laughs> well, let's just say the police are over there directing traffic right now. We've had over 20 showings. We're having 12 to 14 showings per day on this property already. And I've already got calls with people saying, hey, cash offer, no inspection, because it does because nobody else has it. That's so, why so it doesn't exist. You're selling a unicorn. I'm over selling on, yeah, I am. I'm over selling on Bartonsville Road. Yep, you've selling got a unicorn. unicorn for sale. Yeah, I got a unicorn. I love it. <laughs> Who doesn't want a dang unicorn in this market? But then on the flip side, um, I have, you know, two homes, eight hundred thousand dollars. So we've gone to a pretty heavy extreme that now these got these ones are above the average price and affordability, and now you're going from a Eighteen or two thousand dollar a month mortgage payment, or twenty three hundred. Now we're going to seven thousand, <laughs> yeah, boys and girls. We're going to seven thousand. So the big discrepancy and difference in that. So, but that explains it really good as far as the difference in interest rates. The way it affects strategy. Again, I'm going to mention real quick for those higher end or others, is that I just simply say, hey, look, um, for every remember every quarter percent interest rate that it's going up. Your price needs to be about 3% less to make compensating that for the market to make sense and attract buyers and to get an offer than what your neighbor sold for six months ago or whatever it was. That's just the bottom line. That's just the strategy. If somebody doesn't follow that, they're going to find themselves behind the eight ball. Terry, in this market, the way it's changing as fast as it is, they'll find themselves behind the eight ball in one week, not one month. It's that fast now. It's that fast moving. All right, so we talked about that. The big thing, too, that consolidates all these things now becomes down to the Smart Buy program, the student debt loan program, 
and what that looks like uh, for being able with how that affects home ownership since uh, October right now, tomorrow, that we're going to start to see. Um, I don't even know how many. I know it's a bunch of people that are going to have to start paying their student loan backs. And I heard it's about almost $500 per month, which cuts deeply into people's spending and how they're going to have to navigate through that. Go ahead. So I, I think that the student loan debt has to get repaid starting this week. Okay. Yep. Nobody's paid a student loan mortgage or, or they've not been obligated to pay a student loan mortgage in over three years. Wow. So, what a wake up call. That alone. So this is a be. wake up call. So yep. we have a program with the state of Maryland. This is good. Okay. It's called the Smart Buy 3.0. It's an awesome program. It's an incredible program. And basically I've talked about it on the show many times. And uh, two months ago, they were paying off up to $50,000 worth of student loan debt. Is that still like that? Nobody's uh, changing the they rules? They reduced it to $40,000. Okay. And right. guess what? Starting this Monday, okay. it's reduced down to $20,000 because there's been such a tremendous, Holy cow. tremendous um, demand. demand. Yeah, the, who, the demand who doesn't want $40,000 in student loan debt or fifty paid off? So... so a year ago, two years wow. ago, I would try to sell this program, and so many people said, "Oh no, I don't." You know, <laughs> my my student loans are going to be forgiven, and I said, "By who? <laughs> By who?" And yeah, and I so it's real. It's it's going to hurt the first time home buyer market. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even though we charge that debt against them. Right. So if you have loans that are student loans, we actually charge them to you in your ratio. But what you don't do is you don't pay them. But we say at some point that faucet's going to turn back on and you're going to have to pay those student loan debts. So we qualify any borrower that has student loan debt with that payment right now. Okay. Even though they're not making the payments, but psychologically they're not making the payments. So when they now have to make the payments, that's like adding a car payment and all of a sudden that's going to break down. That's going to hurt, not their qualifying power, right? It's not going to hurt the qualifying power. What it's going to hurt is the qualifying comfort level. Yep. That's okay? it. Yeah. It's going to hurt the qualifying comfort level. I cannot make this payment because now I have to pay these student loans that I haven't had to pay in three years. So I can't look at this townhouse. I may have to step down and look somewhere else or farther out or whatever the case. It's going to take a lot of people out of the market, put them on the sidelines and kind of let them say, well, geez, what's going on here? So if you want to pay off up to $20,000 in student loan debt, give me a holler. Let's do it. Look at it at Maryland Mortgage Program. It's awesome. It's a wonderful program. And um, uh, yeah, plus all the grant money. There's still grant money out there. Terry's going to help everybody yes. with and navigate through, which is really good. And to end the program today, Terry, everybody is invited. As soon as we're finished here, I am heading over. We're giving away a $100 gift card to Sheets and a drawing. Whoever shows up, 
This is the address up there on the north side in Clover Ridge. I have at 131 Sunlight Court in Frederick, 21702. 131 Sunlight Court. I have a six-bedroom, three-full bath, two-half bath, almost 6,000-square-foot brick colonial. Absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Updated um, for a mere cool, cool price of $789.9. And so everybody is invited. Come on up and say hello to me. And we're going to give you some goodies and you'll be entered in for a $100 gift card to Sheets because I'm fighting back against these dang gas prices going up and we want to help you guys out. So come and check us out here as soon as the program is over from 1 to 3 today on Saturday at 131 Sunlight Court, Frederick 21702. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And happy Biden and Cemetery and I are always here for you. And to take your questions and thoughts, we'll address those in the next programs. And take care and thanks so much for tuning in. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We'll see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. This is 930 WFMD and WFMD.